You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. We are live today from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and Museum in Simi Valley, California. It's the site of the second Republican presidential debate. So, you know what? There's a lot going on here. If you're watching right now at KKLA.com, you can uh, tune in there. You can kind of see what's behind me. We are in a uh, media tent, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. I want to ask you this question and get you to call in. Why should we vote? Like, what's the reason? Like, why should we do it? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. That's the number, 888-528-2557. I've been thinking about this a lot, and, you know, people are wondering, is this debate even worth it? If uh, President Trump isn't here and if he is the presumptive nominee, and he will be unless something radically changes, and it could. You know, four months uh, until the the actual primaries begin, lots of things happen. Lyndon Johnson once said this about politics, and it goes either way. He said, you know, one day in politics you can be chicken salad, and the next day you're chicken doo-doo. And then he said the next day you can be chicken salad. Now, I'm sure that Lyndon Johnson used different words than I just used there. I feel pretty strongly that he probably had a different uh, way of saying it. But, you know, a lot of things can change. But it still brings us to this point of whether or not we should vote. You know what else is going on today? This is a day that has been going on at public schools since 1990. It's called See You at the Poll. Did you participate in that or maybe your child participate in that? What See You at the Poll is, is school kids go out and at public schools to the flagpole at the public school and they pray for their school and they pray for their friends and they pray for the country. And it's actually a, a pretty cool event. And it's a global student day of prayer. Maybe you participated. In fact, if you did, give me a call. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. See you at the poll is basically a prayer rally where students meet at the school and they lift up their friends. They pray for each other, their teachers, and they dedicate the school year to the Lord. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Wilbert, uh, we got a couple of clips on that. Play clip number one. Thank you for this time that we just get to come together and pray over our school. What are we waiting One nation under God. I pray for our country. I pray that you will teach us what it means to be faithful in prayer. You know, that is just a a clip from it. And uh, we'll go ahead and play number two from uh, See You at the Poll today. Do we have that? All right, we'll get to that here in just a second. But something I'm thinking about is, you know, on this stage, this debate stage that's just a few feet away, there's going to be seven different presidential candidates. And, you know, one of them will become president perhaps, or if not this time around. Most of them are pretty young. And I was thinking, you know what, even if uh, none of them are the candidate this time, which is possible, or, or the other party wins, it's very likely that one of these people is going to be president one day. And I think about that because they're young and uh, they're just going to have multiple times probably to run and redefine themselves. And, you know, these are things they have a lot to do with how the economy is going and how the country is is going. Uh, and so it's important to hear what they say. But then I think about these kids who came out to the poll today, and I think, you know what, one of those kids that we're seeing in some of these See You at the Poll videos, one of those kids could be president one day, too. And certainly that generation will be in leadership at one point. And what are we doing today that's going to impact the decisions they're going to have to make in the future? 
that's one of the things that I'm most concerned about is what are we doing now that those kids who are at that poll today and those kids who are in the schools, the kids that we're fighting for in so many different ways for their education and for so many other things, what is it that we're kicking the can down the road on that they're going to have to solve? Uh, Wilbert, play clip number two of CUF poll. Live like Jesus, love like Jesus, and forgive like Jesus. And I think if we all really, truly just sat down and really opened our hearts to the world, and not to the world, but to let the world see our love and our light, then we could change the world. High schoolers are now. High schoolers are the future. This is our world, and we're going to change it. And all starts in your own heart. So we're going to walk in that building. We're going to love like Jesus. We're going to live like Jesus. We're going to forgive like Jesus. That means you talk like Jesus, you walk like Jesus, and you sound like Jesus. It all starts with us. That is a high school senior today at CU at the poll at his high school, or junior. He's a junior in high school. And he's already realizing that there is so much that his generation is going to have to do. And I think about that with this election. You know, people always say every election is the most important one in our lifetime. They say that every time, and I'm a little tired of that. But uh, because I think you won't know. I think you won't know which one is the most important one. Because uh, until something goes bad, then you know, oh, we should have voted for the other guy. But... These kids, one day, we're setting them up for something. And in in asking the question that I'm asking you today, why should we vote? I'm beginning with those kids, in a way. That those kids that we saw do something brave from a Christian standpoint, from the standpoint of their faith, to go out in front of all of their friends, maybe invite their friends, and stand at that flagpole in an era that is becoming increasingly anti-Christian. What are we doing for them, and why do we vote because of that? The number is 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, we are meeting today live from the Reagan Library, the site of the Republican presidential debate. The number is 888-528-2557. So something to think about that is what direction are we going in? I think that we need to vote. I looked up statistics about this. And in California, in the last presidential debate, it depends on whose statistics you look at, but it, no more than 50% of eligible voters in California actually voted. I mean, I think that that's incredible. And then if you go back to the primary, you go back to the California primary in 2022, the primary election, 28% of Californians voted in that election, just 28%. You know, I hear a lot from people who say, ah, oh, you know, the Democrats are cheating or uh, I just don't like anybody except maybe one candidate. So I'm just not going to vote or I'm not paying attention or it doesn't make any difference. And we hear that a lot. But you know what? When only 28 percent of the people are voting in the primaries, the people who win those primary elections are the special interest candidates. Then they don't need to get a lot of votes. Let's say there is cheating going on. They don't need to cheat very much when only a quarter. In fact, that number in Los Angeles is 21 percent. Only 21% of Angelinos voted in the 2022 primary election. The primary is important. The primary is where you pick the people who are on the ballot. And if you're disappointed with the people who are on the ballot in November, well, you should have voted in, in June or, in this case, March. Do you know what's coming up here in March in California? Because that's where you can say, you know what, I like this Republican over that Republican, or I like this Democrat over this Democrat. And, you know, we could end up with better candidates on all sides if there was a lot more participation going on in the primary election. Why should we vote? Like, what is the reason that we have to vote? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can give me a call. I think that when we talk about those kids... That's a really good reason to vote. 
and I urge you to to consider some things. I urge you to move away from political party. Move away from voting just R's and D's down the line. And instead, take a moment and vote about policy. What are the policies that would be better? What kinds of policies would be better for you to vote on? What kinds of things? See, because when you take out, especially in California. So in California, when you have roughly 25% of the electorate are Republican, and uh, you have another 30 or 40% Democrats, and the rest are independents. You know, we really are the type of person, type of uh, state where we really have to vote, not just on party line, which I don't think is a good idea anyway, but you've got to vote issues. And look at our state. Look at the homeless problem. And look at what's going on in the price of gas, the price of food, the price of all of this stuff. Why is it that we don't vote? Why should we vote? I think it's crucially important. And if you've lost some hope with it, you know, when only 20, 21%, 21%, the, the new mayor of Los Angeles, only 21% of eligible voters in Los Angeles had a say in that. That's crazy. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, we're live from the Reagan Library today. And let's go to the phones. Uh, April in Burbank, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, I love calling in when you're talking about voting because I am a president of a political action committee just for voting. And um, there's a part, and yes, I will say I poured over data. The number one thing that people have to do is vote. I I hear Christians say all the time that they abdicate from voting and um, they're taking away, if they're taking away their voice, I believe they're taking away, you know, in a way they're taking away God's voice in 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 our in our politics, and I know people can debate that, but but you know we were called to occupy until He comes, and I believe voting is a part of that. Um, I want to share a little bit of election code that a lot of people aren't aware of in California, yeah. especially yeah. when they talk about um, cheating, and we have we I, we're careful of saying that word because technically some some what. Cheating in other states is actually legal here in California. That's, that's Section, right. Yeah, Section 301.9 of the Election Code says that um, all signatures, well, it's all mail-in ballots already um, automatically, and then any signature is is presumed to be valid and does not re- require verification. And that is in our election code. Sorry, my kiddo is in the back seat. But yes, That's that right. is allowed in in, uh, in California. Uh, yeah, and I think I think there's something because I uh, we, when we talk about the mail ballots. I'm against that. I think there's all kinds of, and we've seen the fraud. There's stories coming out now about the fraud. However, as long as they're legal and as long as ballot harvesting, which I think feels bad, right? It feels like, and explain ballot harvesting so people understand what that is. Yeah, sorry, my kiddo's talking to me in the back. But it would be illegal for your kid to vote, right? Uh, well, well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, your kid might be voting, though, the way uh, Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. What's ballot harvesting? Ballot harvesting, in other states, people use it as a term that means, like, oh, someone's making up um, ballots. Well, that would be illegal ballot harvesting. Here in California, the, what is is legal is basically you can go to anyone, anywhere, your neighbor, your friends, 
and you can help them. It is not indicated to what degree, quote unquote, help uh, means, but you can help them fill out their ballot. They sign it, presumably, though the election code says that any any signature is deemed uh, to be the, the person's signature, regardless of verification. And you, as the person uh, picking up their ballot, you can, they, they put you in the ballot in their envelope, and you can hand it in. You can hand it in as many as you want. Yeah. And, you know, I think That's that, you know, that feels things. like... You shouldn't do it. And the videos we see from other states where people are shoving a bunch of ballots in the middle of the night in those ballot drop boxes and, and stuff, in some of those states that is illegal activity. But in our state, it's not. It's not. Right? It is legal yeah. here in, in California. Yeah. It, is, it is. In other states, in the battleground states where they talk about, like, the 2,000 mules, it was illegal there. Yeah. And, you know, in our state... There's really no excuse. When I talk about those voting uh, numbers and lousy 21% of people in L.A. voted in the mayor's race, every voter got a ballot. That means that almost 80% of people who got a ballot in the mail didn't even bother to turn it in. That means 80% of ballots are floating around there that anyone can pick up. And there's really very, very little to no checks and balances on if yeah. that person was the person who filled it out and turned yeah. it in. So what what do you encourage people to, to vote? I mean, we don't, as much as I'm against the, the mail-in ballot system because of its flaws, it is what we have, and there's really no excuse to not fill it out, Correct. try to educate yourself on those people, and mail it in. What, what do we need to do to encourage people to do that? We need to start talking about voting to our neighbors and our friends like we talked about before, like we talked about... Sorry, the game last night or something. Um, yeah. We need to start talking about that and say, hey, did you get your ballot? Fill in. It is like we have to think of them as a golden ticket. Don't let it sit on your kitchen counter for the, for a whole month. And because we now have a whole month to vote, not a day. In the yeah. month. It and, really matters. You know, it right away. And, yeah. and fill it out. Also, people are confused on, well, how do I vote? Who are these judges? And to that um, extent, I encourage them to, there's voter guides that float around everywhere. And right. if they can, they can tune into their local, whether it's Democratic Party or Republican Party, and there's often voter guides there, fill out the whole ballot, do not leave anything blank. Yeah. Hey, April, thanks for calling in and uh, sharing that with us. And, uh, you know, as we get closer, the mail ballots come out in February. First week of February, you'll get a ballot mailed to you if you're a registered voter. Uh don't don't feel afraid to uh, investigate those those candidates, all of them, and uh, mail it in and think about the policies that you're voting for. Thank you for calling, April. Appreciate that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're live from the Reagan Library, the site of the second presidential Republican presidential debate. The number is 888-528-2557. What I wanted to really drive home here is that we need to vote because the policies matter. If you're wondering why we have so many homeless people in California, it's not because it's too expensive to live here. Now, there are some people who become homeless, and there's other circumstances where that's the case. But the reason is the policies that we have, in particular housing first and other policies that ultimately aren't housing people at all, that are blowing billions of dollars with a B. Where's that money going? 
Have you thought about that? Who's getting that money? It's not going to house too many homeless people. And then we have policies of harm reduction and other things where we wonder why it is that the city buys a hotel downtown and it's got 400 beds in it for homeless people and they can only get about 50 people to stay in it. And the reason for that is because there's no rules about behavior in the house. There's no rules about alcohol. There's no rules about drugs. In fact, drugs are even supplied in some nearby places for people. And if I'm a family and I'm homeless and I'm living in my car and I need a place to stay and I need an address and I need a shower and I need a bed and I need a place for my kids, I'm not going to move into a crack house that the state is funding. I'm not going to move into a place where prostitution is happening openly that the state is funding. See, those are those are policies, and those are policies that we are putting billions of tax dollars behind that don't work. We have been doing this now for a long time. See, you have to vote on that. You have to say, what does the candidate who maybe I would normally support if I'm a Democrat or Republican, what do they think about these policies? Are they going to keep going with the same policies? And you've got to get deeper into that subject why is it that even though we have done a little better in los angeles at getting some people off the street and into housing we actually have more homeless people on the street now than we did a year ago even though we've got more people in the housing you know why because the rate of people becoming homeless is much faster the rate of homeless people moving from other states is growing and i know that other states send their homeless people here i thought to myself if i were homeless i'd probably take a bus to uh los angeles or san diego or someplace warm you know there's reasons but the biggest part of the reason is that we help people maintain their drug and alcohol problems that is what we do that has to stop that has to stop now that those policies have to end and they cannot end if we keep voting for them maybe you're bothered about education in our state you should be bothered our state is terrible we rank depending on the subject between 40 and 45 of the 50 states you know i think uh, a couple of years ago we we shot past mississippi uh in third grade math or something right i mean that we it is a crisis in our state and it's especially a crisis uh in our inner cities and we keep voting for the same people, the same people who keep going with the same policies that get worse and worse and worse. See, that's an issue of, of policy. We have to vote. We have to get involved, and we have to get involved now. The primary is in March. California primary is in March. The mail ballots are mailed out in February. And I don't mean to put pressure. I don't think it should be pressure to vote. I think we should see it as not just our civic duty, but as a Christian I think we do have a duty to vote. I think I can make an argument that we have a biblical duty to vote in, in that the scriptures tell us, and we're going to talk more about this a little bit later, but the scriptures tell us that the Lord chooses our leaders, right? That ultimately all of the leaders are established by the Lord. That doesn't mean that, that the Lord appreciates everything they do. It means he holds them accountable for making the right decisions. And if they don't, they are going to be held accountable for bad decisions and bad policies. But I think something interesting about our country that's different than uh, many other countries is that our Constitution actually gives us the power to select leaders, the voters, the citizens. And it's not like if you had a king or you have a dictator or you have somebody that you really don't have any control over who gets there. The, the citizens have that authority. And I think as an American and also as a Christian, we've been given this opportunity by the vote. I think that you vote for those people. I think that you submit to authority once they're in authority. But the authority when it comes to the vote belongs to us it belongs to you and if i can encourage you this way you don't owe your vote to anybody 
you don't if you're a Republican, you don't owe your vote to any Republican. If you're a Democrat, you do not owe your vote to a Democrat. If you're independent, you don't owe your vote to any particular party. You don't owe your vote to somebody you voted last time for last time. It's your vote. You own it. And I think it's precious. And we should treat it with the respect that I think is that it deserves because we've been given it by God. I think that we should treat it with the seriousness that matters. You know those numbers about who voted in the in California? 50% in the last presidential election, only 28% in the primary, only 21% in, in Los Angeles. Those numbers are the same for church people. Those numbers are the same for Christians. Those numbers are the same for evangelicals. I always get a, kind of a laugh when there's some statistic about who evangelicals voted for because the actual person that evangelicals voted for is, no, is nobody. Did you know that? Oh, evangelicals voted for Donald Trump, or they vote Republican, or they vote... No, they, they actually vote for nobody, the majority. That should not be. That should not be in any category. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. We are live at the Reagan Library. This is the site of the uh, second Republican debate. And I'm asking the question, why should we vote? Why should we care? I'm wondering if you're even going to watch this tonight or if it's something that uh, you just think it's too early. Is it interesting? Or maybe you think it doesn't matter because Donald Trump's not here and he's the likely nominee. I think it does matter, and I think just to have that conversation and to understand what people are saying so that we can understand the policy differences between different candidates because they impact our lives. When we come back, we have Jennifer Horn. She is the host, the co-host of The Morning Answer on our sister station, uh, AM870, here in Los Angeles. She'll be joining us to talk about why we should vote. The number is 888-528-2557. You can follow us on social media at the Pastor, at Pastor Scott Show. At, don't put a the in there. It's just at Pastor Scott Show. And uh, you can watch us live right now on KKLA.com. All right, I'm Pastor Scott. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We're live from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library and Museum. If you've never been up here, you really got to come up here. If you're anywhere in the Southern California area or if you're listening out of state and you come visit, it's great. It's a beautiful place, and uh, there's just a lot of wonderful things to see here. And today we're here, and uh, most of the uh, media in our country is here because of the second presidential debate. And we're asking this question, why should we vote? The number is 888-528-2557. Why should we vote? Here to talk about it with me is Jennifer Horn. She is the co-host of The Morning Answer and our sister station, uh, AM870, The Answer. Jennifer, welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. It seems like I, you were just on. I am so happy to be here with you because it's events like this, Pastor Scott, that are so important to uh, bring to the people who can't be here because not everybody, obviously, can be at a debate like this. But to do this with you for the first time has been so much fun. It's so much fun out yeah. there. All of these uh, people hanging around and you kind of wave and they wave back and you pretend to know somebody and I know. Go, Hello. What, I, what bothers me is I recognize them I totally know them but I can't remember their name isn't that the worst like, hey you you're on that station uh, how you doing is my favorite great to see you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look great you look great hey anyway uh, it's great to be here with you and of course uh, you know we're asking this question why should you vote when was the first time you remember voting in your life or your first voting experience maybe you well, were a kid and you I can tell you because yeah. I, and it comes straight to mind um, it's really funny because I come from a family that is politically divided so 
my mom, starting out when my mom and dad got married, my dad was a Democrat. My mom was a Republican. That completely shifted. Like within their first year of marriage, Ronald Reagan brought my dad to the table. So it was a little after their first year of marriage, after I was born. Ronald Reagan brought my dad to the table as a Republican where he's been now for my whole life. My mom, however, switched to be a Democrat. So they could never get it right. They never matched up. But there was always a push and pull in my household. And I, when I was in sixth grade, and you'll laugh at this knowing me today, but in sixth grade, there was a class election and we had to vote for the presidential candidate in sixth grade. And it was George H.W. Bush, I'm aging myself, Jesse Jackson, and Michael Dukakis. Pastor Scott, who do you think this girl that you know, host of the Morning Answer, voted for the only person to vote for this person in my class election? The only person. I'm going to say you voted for Mike Dukakis. Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson, really. <laughs> 1988. Uh, I had a little your... change of heart with the politics, and by the time I was ready to vote, I was a Republican. I wanted to register as a Republican, and I was very excited to vote. So I was asked by someone standing in front of a grocery store if I was registered to vote. And I said, I was not, and I thought I was too young. I was only 17. She said, well, you'll be 18 at the next election. Sign up right now. I registered. And I can remember feeling so excited. I couldn't wait for Election Day. It was Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. And I went into that election, into the the polling place, and I cast my vote for Bob Dole. And I felt so accomplished. And I felt this sense of excitement because I was part of something. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. It's an exciting thing. Yeah. My dad took me to vote with him in, uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit, yeah. in 1976. Okay. And I was a little kid. I don't know. I was, well, I guess I could figure out actually the age. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do know when I was born. But, <laughs> I uh, try to forget when I was born, but you know. <laughs> they had a kids voting thing set up. And yeah. it had like a happy face next to Jimmy Carter and a happy face next to Jerry Ford. And mm-hmm. you picked the one. I like And I it. voted for Gerald Ford. Yeah. And I lost. Yeah. And then I was mad. Because you weren't your guy didn't because win. Because my guy didn't win. I, I didn't know. know anything about it, right? At the time, I had no ideas about Watergate or about Vietnam or some of the issues. That's how I feel after At- most elections in California. <laughs> right. Who are these people? <laughs> that is part of the problem, though, yeah, isn't it? Right? It is. is that we look at a ballot and we go, who are these people? Other than the, usually we know who the presidential yeah. candidates are. And, you know, you don't do a political show, and I don't want to make this overly political, but I do think it's important no matter... Where someone is, what they feel like, who they vote for president, whatever it is, the most important thing is getting involved in the process. And I really believe that is our duty Mm. because we can sit around in California and we can say we watched the government keep us from church. We watched the government keep our kids out of school. We watched the government close our businesses. We have watched the government tax us until some of us have trouble affording our groceries and our rent. Mm -hmm. We have watched a lot of stuff. And so even if you say, you know what, I can't get behind Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Ron DeSantis, it is really important to vote in local elections, even more so than the presidential stuff. Presidential stuff is fun, and it's it's interesting to talk about. It's great to have these debates. But if you want to impact your own life, it is absolutely those local elections that matter. And sitting on the sidelines these days is just not going to work, especially yeah. for us in a state like this where the government is really, really out of control. You know, uh, you do have a, a political show. I mean, we talk about politics yeah. on here, but we have a, a way to deal with it in a little bit different way. But your show is... is hardcore. Hardcore, right? <laughs> you know, and... Uh, but, meat. Yeah, But, you know... What do callers say when you hear people call and your show is specifically really dealing with the political issues of the day and you are you have opinions, conservative opinions that are expressed on the show. 
what do people say about why they don't vote? Because the numbers are the number in the 2022 mayoral election in Los Angeles is 21 percent. Yeah, that's it. One out of five people. And you think, you think about the last presidential election, uh, well, actually in 2016, what President Trump, I think, got six million votes in California. And uh, if you look at those numbers and then you think about local elections and you think specifically Los Angeles, the mayor's race, the sheriff's race, if conservatives or people, just independents, anybody had showed up, there could have been a different outcome in those elections. And here's what I get. The people that call our show are generally politically engaged because they're choosing to listen to political talk radio. Right. But I get asked, and I'm so honored, I feel so blessed that people want to hear what I have to say, whether it's on the radio or it's at these groups. And I get asked to go out and speak to uh, a lot of different groups, women's groups, Republican groups. And that sort of thing. And I get what I call the shoulder shruggers. And those are people who say, it doesn't matter if I vote. It's California. The system's corrupt. It doesn't matter if I vote because I'm never going to win. And it's kind of this, it's apathy at its greatest. And I think we kind of do this to ourselves because we question elections. We question the the two-tier system of justice, which many of us believe in. And we think, is there anything fair anymore? But I can tell you we are never going to change anything if we stop showing up. Right. You got to be there. You're not going to win any race that you don't show up for. And so if we start showing up in droves and I have a challenge for all of your listeners, because it's something I've issued to our audience on the morning answer. And it's something that I've issued to people at every group that I've talked to this past year in California, specifically ballot harvesting is legal. It is okay to collect ballots from people. We were just talking about that in the last segment, but we have to talk about that because I feel like we think that feels kind of dirty. It's icky. It feels like you need a shower because (laughs) it is a terrible policy, and I don't like it. I actually hate it. I don't think it's good. I think it leaves us open for corruption. But the rules are the rules, and so we need to start playing by those rules, and that is issue a challenge to yourself and to your family. Pick a number. Is it one? Is it three? Is it five? Identify what that number is and help people vote. I went around, and I can't even believe I'm going to call it call it out, but we had in our last election a couple people in our station, radio station, who were not going to vote at the radio ranch. And I went to them, and I collected their ballot, and I turned them in on their behalf. It's legal. It's absolutely something we should be doing. Set that challenge for yourself. If you think that we can't make change, collect those ballots. Do that. And we have to change our mindset about only voting on Election Day. Because Mm -hmm. the rules now say we can vote early and we can vote by mail. Make a plan. It sounds silly to have to make a voting plan, but boy, oh boy, is it important. Because you know what can happen, Pastor Scott. You know on Election Day your car can break down. Your kid needs to be picked up from school. You uh, just had a really bad day. Your boss is making you stay late. There's a million things that can go wrong. We need to make sure we have a plan and take advantage of all the laws in California, even if they feel icky at the time. And if you want to change them, well, you got to vote for the people to change them. And because I'll tell you what, when the powers that be in California start losing, that's when those icky laws will start changing. That's, that is right. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Jennifer Horn from The Morning Answer on our sister station, AM 870, The Answer. You know, when we Gosh, the the voting, the election day thing is so huge. I mean, there are people who say, oh, don't vote because your vote might get lost in the mail or mm-hmm. it might be something. you got to vote. Just vote early. Yeah. Vote early Vert- and often. And often. And often. <laughs> That's the problem with the uh, the whole ballot thing is that you can do that. Just uh, tell them Pastor Scott's You know, be all just right. scribble a signature on there, and it probably looks like that guy, right? Well, one great thing, and there is only one good thing about the mail-in ballot system in California, is that there is a... 
uh, is a way to track your ballot all the way through. So if you are one of those people who's skeptical about sending something in the mail, you can follow it through in the system and you can make sure that your vote was counted. And you can see it online. It's at the Secretary of State's website. I think you just plunk in your name and your address and it tells you that your vote was counted. That's a huge tool that if you're worried about it, it's a great way to follow up. Yeah. And you know what? Between now and the election, there's all kinds of opportunities to uh, educate yourself. And remember that the local elections we were talking about, some of them are they're nonpartisan, but you usually know what the party is of that person, you know, mm-hmm. somebody supporting them. But uh, there are some ways to get involved and to see what's going on. And we have an event coming up at uh, called... Uh, Wednesday. It's on Sunday. Sunday yeah. the 1st. Sunday, this October Sunday. 1st. I am so excited about this. I think you said you're going to be there, and I can't wait for that. Uh, it is at the Universal Hilton. Studio City is the place. Universal City, right at Universal Studios. And we start with our pre-show at 1230. And if you're concerned about the state of California, parents' rights, crime, you name it, here's what you need to do. Come out. 1230 is a start time. And you'll see Sonia Shaw, who is the amazing mom who got involved because she didn't like what she saw in the schools. We've had her on our show. You have. She's amazing. We've got Steve Hilton from the Steve Hilton Show. You might have seen him before on Fox News. And Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who's now running for the Board of Supervisors. And on the main stage, Officer Brandon Tatum, Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager, and Mark Levin. AM870.info for your tickets. AM870.info. And there's coupons up there so you can save money. All right. So there's coupons. AM870.info. Mm-hmm. The right way to get there. This town hall. I encourage you to go in to go early because yeah. they, the, the pre-session. The pre-show is going to be The amazing. pre-show. But it's really the show. It's it part is. of the show. It's, it's not the first time we've ever done this. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. And to meet some of those people that uh, you've heard on both of our shows. Yep. Who I think are heroes. They're regular people. Yes. I love the Sonia Shaw story because she's like a lot of people listening. Four years ago ago she didn't even know what a school board was i know and now she is not only the president of her school board but she is uh, a national uh, nationally recognized school board chairperson because of the policies that they've been passing that supports parents and uh, this is why we need to vote this that's is why right we need to get involved and it does matter and you can make a difference jennifer as always thanks for being with us thank you and i look so forward fun. to uh, the debate later and uh, pushing and shoving our way in the spin room to see if we can get an interview with somebody important <laughs> that's right i like it we'll you do know, it together we'll tag team we we should definitely do that yeah. and see how we can uh, you know run people over and uh, you know we'll see we'll see who, we'll see what happens i like it we'll do it together it'll be fun we'll video it it'll go viral <laughs> that's right all right jennifer horn you can you can listen to jennifer every weekday at uh, you come out at 6 in the morning i think 6 right? to 9 6 to 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's right, AM 870 or AM 590, the answer. That's right. All right, Jennifer, thanks for being with us. This is Pastor Scott's show, Why Should We Vote? We'll take your calls. I see your call up there, Luke, and we'll take your calls as we come back. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're live from the Reagan Library in Simi Valley today. And uh, you can watch us live on KKLA.com and follow us on social media. Just look for at Pastor Scott's show. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. We're live from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library Museum in Simi Valley. And uh, this is the site of the second Republican presidential debate. And, you know, it's led to this question is why should we vote why should we pay attention to this i think that you know the presidential election it's more exciting i guess and people will follow that more closely than anything else but you know our local elections matter quite a bit maybe even more you know if you want to blame the president for 
certain things uh, are what's happening in our schools or what happened with the COVID and other stuff. You can you can put some blame in Washington, but most of the blame uh, or credit, if uh, you're given credit where it's due, belongs in the local elections, actually, which sometimes are Democrat and Republican or sometimes they're they're nonpartisan. Usually when it's nonpartisan, you know what side they're on based upon who's endorsing them and policies. But the policies matter. And what I want to encourage you to do is vote. So I'm asking the question, why should you vote? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Luke in Alhambra, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Go ahead, Luke. We'll take Luke and uh, there we go. Hi, go ahead, Luke. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, like my my experience. Uh, you know, I'm 41. I've been I've been voting Republican uh, since I was 18, but the last two elections from 2016 and 2020, uh, like Jennifer was saying, that you do can track your status of uh, when it was received and accepted, your vote and stuff like that. But each time. My my vote was received on the fourth and wasn't accepted until the fifth. Both both elections for the state of California. So it just shows you that California is completely rigged, just like they screwed uh, Bob Lindsay out of becoming sheriff so Alex could get in. And then because the LA City Council wanted to get Alex out, they got the other puppet in. So it's completely corrupt. Well, do you think that when it's accepted that it's not counted? I think when it's accepted, it is counted. They just uh, add it to the total and they certify it later. No, well, Pastor Scott, like, so, like, they already, they, when the news hits, like, oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton won California. Uh, but then, like, the news, obviously, the uh, it's very, like, biased, right? They're left-leaning, and they'll say, like, oh, yeah, the South Bay of, of L.A. Is, is all blue. Orange County is all blue. And the Alhambra, uh, you know, San Gabriel area is all blue. And, and they're trying to make it look like it's, it's all Democrat that are that are actually Voting for the mm-hmm. uh, the state of California to flip blue, which is which is baloney because Alhambra, San Gabriel area is, is a nice Chinese community. They're very conservative. South Bay, for the most part, is conservative. Orange County, there's big pockets that are still conservative. But the news is trying to say, oh yeah, it's blue, this and that, and then like you know they automatically call California for, for the Democrat Party. So it's like us Republicans or conservatives get get are, are screwed. It's like it's completely hijacked in California. That's why I don't. I don't know if I should vote again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Luke, uh, and thanks for calling, Luke. You know, I'd encourage you to vote. And, you know, one of the things is no matter what people believe about uh, the integrity of the elections, when only 21 percent of uh, of Angelino's vote, for example, in the primary or 28 percent of Californians voted in the last primary, only 50 uh, percent voted in the presidential election in 2020. That's with mail-in ballots. That means half the half of the eligible voters in the state didn't vote at all. So whatever funny business might be going on, you know, if if people don't actually get up and vote, and, and Luke, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. If people don't actually get up and vote, and that's what I want to encourage you. It, and I understand the discouragement or the feeling of, you know, this just doesn't seem right. But if if more people just said, you know what, I'm going to vote anyway. I'm going to take it as my my patriotic duty or what I believe is actually your scriptural duty because God does give authority 
to us as voters. I think we have to submit, like Romans 13 says, to the authorities that God has put in power. I think that that once they are in power, there's a time to to not submit if they're threatening your faith. I think that uh, you know we saw an example of that when it came to the shutdowning shutdowns of the church, and I I don't think we'll make that mistake again. Um, and I don't know that it was a mistake initially, but it was clear that the churches should have been opened uh, much faster than they were. But regardless, bef- the period of time when God has put us in charge, all right, where the scriptures tell us very clearly that the we are to submit to the human authorities. First Peter two: Submit yourselves to the Lord for to for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as to the supreme authority. He's talking about. You know, Nero probably is who he's talking about, which is amazing when you think about how evil Nero was, or to governors who are sent by God to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. You know, there is something that is there for us to do. Everyone, Romans 13, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which is established by God. We can talk about that and what it means, but when God established this authority in the United States of America, when God established us, one of the things that happened is that we're of the people, by the people, for the people. That there is a period of time when we can vote against the people who are in office. That it's not being in uh, you know, lack of submission to them by not voting for them. That we have, I believe, the right, we have the authority, and I think we have the responsibility to actually vote. I think I can make a very good biblical argument about that. And we need to do it based on, I think, policy. We need to do on what we think is morally right. We're going to be wrong sometimes, or we're going to see that sometimes there is not really a winning side to vote for for different things. And I think we see that a lot. We see that, you know, in our our candidates right now, you're going to have different opinions about it, but if it is Trump and Biden, both of them have very significant issues that are being brought forward, and, and both sides are going to say something different about the other side, but we're living in a time where our leadership is being called to account for legal issues and you know whatever whatever is true it's a problem either way so for example if the charges against Donald Trump are true it's a big problem that he might become president again if the charges against Donald Trump are not true or they're politically motivated or blown out of proportion it's also a problem for our country that they're even being made Right. We have a problem either way. Same is true about Biden. Either the accusations about him taking money, potentially bribes from other countries, that's either true or false. And either way, it's a problem because right now more than half the country thinks it's true and including a a lot of Democrats on that. This makes it hard to vote, I think, sometimes as believers. And when we see the policies going on with kids and the policies going on at the border, we see the policies with the homeless and we see people not being helped. We see language sometimes that just isn't kind in uh, dealing with all kinds of issues. It can be very discouraging. But if I can encourage you, you, your vote is yours. You own that. I believe you've been given your vote by God, that God has uh, established that you have a vote. And after you cast that vote and somebody wins, then you need to fall in line with the scriptures, except for cases where you you can't because the uh, government might be wanting you to do something that the Lord uh, wants you to do the opposite. But otherwise, you, you do that. So I want to encourage you to vote. I want to encourage you to watch the presidential debates as they come on. Watch the the president uh, as he talks about things. He won't be in debates, but Biden will be interviewed or will have people who are 
being interviewed, if he's the candidate, and keep in mind, I, Pastor Scott's show, I think he's not going to be the candidate, but eventually somebody will. And if I, Governor Newsom's around here somewhere, uh, I guess he's going to be. I'll put him on this show. If he comes down and he sits in our chair, I promise you, I'll put him on the show. Um, take the time to listen to what they say and think about policies and think about how it really affects us and how it affects the next, next generation, your kids. I'm concerned about my kids and what kind of country. Christy was saying this just yesterday, how concerned she is about the America that our kids are going to have just right now and in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what's it going to look like? Are they going to have the same freedoms? Are they going to have uh, the same uh, freedom and joy that we had together? I don't know. Regardless of what it is, please take the time to vote. Your, your ballot will be mailed to you in uh, February because the California primary is in March. There will be lots of things on that ballot that are important that have to do with your kids and your grandkids that will carry themselves into the future uh, of policies that, that will extend beyond whoever those candidates are. Those candidates might be in office for one or two terms. Some of them may be longer, but some of them shorter. But the policies and the things that they do, the money they spend, that's going to impact things uh, for generations sometimes. It just matters completely. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, I am Pastor Scott. We are at the Presidential Library, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Have you been here before? I encourage you to come check it out. If you're living in Southern California and you just haven't had the chance to uh, get over here, it's a, it's a great place and uh, a lot of really inspiring things uh, to look at and maybe a reminder of a different era. If you're old enough to remember, you, you know how different it is now than it was then. And if you're not old enough to remember... You can, you can look at a certain optimism and a, a certain point of view that I think we, we need today, for sure. So in the next hour, I'm going to ask this question, and you can call. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm going to say, ask this question, kind of the opposite. Does it even matter if we vote? And I'm thinking about it from a theological standpoint. Does it matter if, if the Lord's in charge, if Jesus is in charge, if there is a great plan then does it actually matter if we vote? Why should we do that? You're listening to The Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look for at Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us right now. And you can watch us live right now from the Reagan Library at kkla.com. You can also get the podcast of this episode. Just look for uh, The Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned.